tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Log Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse radio frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. All right, now, y'all, we are live. We are in full effect. Welcome back. Welcome ahead to the best time of your week ahead of time right here live on the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency. It's on, y'all. Y'all know it's on. Ashe Amirah, give thanks and praise to all the righteous ones in the line of great divine that uh, without whom we would not be here. So, And thank you, thank you, thank you to Brother Ampu, our fearless leader here um, at the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency. We are so Thankful for you, Brother Ampu. I can, I know I can speak on behalf of all those who, even in the past week, since last week's show, has sent me Astro Love Gifts via email, Astro Love Gifts via PayPal, Astro Love Gifts via just kind, encouraging words, like, share, via, um, you know, um, following on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So it's it's the, it's those astro love gifts that fuel this show, okay? And so without you guys, this wouldn't be a show. I appreciate y'all. It's been a beautiful ride. We're over, we're a year in on the show, um, and we're almost a year in uh, um, with the subscriptions uh, with my dear precious mama's babies who continues to just outdo their own selves and amaze me. <laughs> amaze me because when I started this journey, I I knew, you know, you when you are tracking things and events and energies ahead of time, right? You can kind of see how there's a there's a van- advantage to it. There's a distinct advantage to knowing what time it is. A distinct advantage to knowing what time it is ahead of time. Because you can prepare, you can, um, you know, position yourself to receive and enjoy and experience the highest of what our multiverses have to offer, okay, within ourselves and as well as without, okay? Um, clearly, what is without is merely a reflection of what is within, it's Scorpio season, y'all. Y'all know I'm crunk when I didn't put bitches all up in the title. <laughs> it's it's Scorpio. It's like that in Scorpio season. Scorpio is not really it's not really an energy that's catering to another's feelings. It is a watcher sign, so it does denote a certain level of feelings, of emotions, and, and a, a quite intense and strong one. Don't don't make me don't let me downplay it. It is a sign of feeling, intensely feeling 
deeply um, being intimate, uh, uh, all things psychological. And so we're going to dig into it uh, as much as we can. It will, we can't dig into it enough, I'll tell you that, in Scorpio season, but we're going to do what we can given the couple of hours that we have today for sure. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Thank everybody, and let's have another amazing show. I, also, I'm loving uh, y'all's request for birth chart reports. That's amazing. That 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 uh, That alone fulfills so much of my intention and purpose for, you know, initiating this spiritual service to all those who would, um, you know, partake and experience it and participate in it with me. Um, but that, that just always will blow my mind that someone would be so interested in them in knowing themselves and knowing thyself astrologically, spiritually, energetically by way of the blueprint, the, the snapshot of, of your time of birth your distinct specific time of birth, okay, and what information can be gleaned, uh, you know, from that alone. And so I'm just having so much fun with that and you guys, and it seems like those are picking up real well, and that just delights my heart because it points, it only, that's that's why my mama's babies just (laughs) blow my mind on a regular basis. These are people I get to talk to every week, like clockwork, and keep up with. And I'm keeping up with such amazing and powerful progress, personal progress, powerful. Scorpio is a sign of power. Scorpio is a sign of transformation. That's what's going on here. That's why this show is almost completely different from what it was when we first started. I, when I think back to that for those first few shows, those first good few months worth of shows, it's like, Oh, I was getting my sea legs up under me. And you could probably still say the same thing now. But all I know is that I'm able to connect with you guys and I'm able to spread the word, share the truth and the wisdom and the message of uh, the powerful tool that astrology is once you stop being scared that you're going to go to hell for digging into it and just dive in. That's what Scorpio season is about, diving deep, digging in and swimming in those deep waters, okay? All right, so where are we right now, you guys? Right now, it is, the moon is definitely in Virgo. I know that. I can tell you all that. (laughs) The moon is in Virgo, and we're all, you know, emotionally satisfied right now, Wednesday, today, um, the 26th of October, and we will be discussing the week ahead, October the 30th, Sunday, through Saturday, November the 5th in today's show. So, But with the moon being in Virgo right now, I mean, Virgo is a sign of work and health, okay? In a very simplistic keyword terminology type way, it's a sign of work and health. And so right now we are emotionally satisfied to to be practical, to be earthy, you know, and, and to be um, organized, especially in our minds since Virgo is ruled by Mercury, Um and to uh, and to be healthful, okay, mindful of our health, mindful of our daily routines, mindful of the the zones we get into. I'm a, I'm gonna dig into that on the Scorpio level too here in a minute. Um, 
But on the Virgo end, it's just talking about that routine, you know, how you cut a groove, you've done something so long, you know, every day or every week around the same time, and that's what uh, Virgo is talking about, okay? Uh, you can definitely get more detailed information about that and anything else I talk about before we get into the actual week ahead in last week's show. I'm just recapping just a little bit um, before we jump into our forecast for the week. So additionally, um, wow, it's just so much to talk about right now. Where do I begin? Uh, Mars is still conjunct Pluto. I'm looking at the uh, notes from last week, and, and Mars conjunct Pluto ain't nowhere on there, but that's what's on my heart to mention right now um, just because of its sheer power, okay? We are when you're talking about Scorpio season, you're talking about a sign that is ruled by Pluto, the very energy and planetary body that represents power, okay? And so um, Mars and Pluto um, being together currently in the same sign where Mars is exalted in Capricorn, then you're talking about, to me, especially when you're talking about Mars being exalted there, and then you add Pluto. I don't really want to, because technically what's going on, Mars has really been added to Pluto. Mars is going to travel a lot faster than Pluto, so it's going to, every couple of years, line up with Pluto, right? But energy-wise, with Pluto being Mars's higher octave, Pluto's going to have the impact. Pluto's going to have the powerful, transformational, you know, death and rebirth impacts on anything margin, on the actions that we take, okay? And in Capricorn, where it's exhausted, you know, it's going to be efficient actions. It's going to be constructive actions. It's going to be disciplined and responsible responsible actions that we take. And and those are the actions, especially when you're talking about Pluto. Pluto may be power, right? But anytime I've ever dug into Pluto, Pluto is as powerful as it can be when it involves others for a more fuller picture. Okay? What's the point in having power if you don't have um, really respect is how it is coming out of me right now. You can have all the money in the world, you can have all the position and that make you power- and that make you give you a sense of power okay you got you can have all the position in the world, you know you got this title, you're c e o you're this that and the third you're the, you have the top spot in this particular profession, okay, cool, power we're gonna give you that. The baby. Guess what else Pluto talks about? And I've said the word already on this show today. Psychology. I want y'all to consider that, especially when you're talking about going deep, diving deep, especially when you're talking about being intimate, especially when you're talking about sharing resources. I hadn't mentioned that yet. Pluto governs them shared resources. I don't care if it's monetary, material, any material resource, as well as, especially when you're talking about Scorpio and feelings and emotions, you gotta you got to consider those resources as well. 
you got to consider who and how you invest your resources of time, come on, and attention and energy, who you share those with. That's that's under the the microscope of the sun, you know, solarizing, warming up, activating, illuminating this particular area of space. So we're going to be in for another few more weeks. Now, on this show, we're talking about the Scorpio new moon that's coming up here on the 30th. Um, actually, Sunday, the, the very first uh, day in our week ahead, and I'm going. You know I'm gonna hook y'all up with the with the horoscope. Shout out to the Dark Sixty Astrology for those. And you know I just put my mom without a brand on it for y'all and help break it down so y'all understand why it's it's, it's one thing to read a horoscope, but it's another thing to understand. Especially it's it's Scorpio season. Y'all know we got to go deep. Y'all know we got to unpack and uncover and unearth <laughs> unearth all of this. So today's show might just be a a little different. Um especially since Mercury um, joined the sun here on this past Monday, on the 24th. Um, so shout out to all my specialties. I got caught up right there. I love my Scorpios. I told y'all last week I got my name from a Scorpio and my game from a Scorpio. So I, lo- I love you guys, and I'm, I really am. It's, it's deep. It's intense. It's psychological. And everything else I don't mention, and a whole lot of other stuff I have not mentioned <laughs> yet. <laughs> but it is a, a very beloved area of space for me personally, and I have a fondness and an affinity towards those scorpions, Scorpios out there, my mama's, mama's Scorpios that, um, you know, dive deep on a regular. Uh, one of my precious, precious mama's babies. I mean, it's so interesting to observe these seasons now. You know, the sun just went into Scorpio. What, on the 22nd? Mercury catches up to it to a couple of days later. And just here on yesterday, okay, Mercury caught up with it on the 24th. Oh, no, just on the 24th. One of my mama's babies had a very fortunate and benefic and beneficial uh, and serendipitous and sudden and unexpected, you know, um, thing that happened, and and they just shared it with me, you know, and uh, uh, in in so many beautiful ways, and it just it it just further reiterates and reconfirms the truth about what. Astrology represents and explains, explains so thoroughly in layman's terms. I get on this radio with y'all every week, and I don't talk in a different language. I'm speaking English, <laughs> you know, and um, and I and I, I I talk this way to my mama's babies every week, and they're getting it. They understand it. If anything, like I say, it's already in you when y'all. When you get to the point where you understand the symbols, you know what I mean. Understand the big picture of it all. I mean, you you can study astrology your entire existence on this planet and never get to the end of what there is to uncover and discover and investigate and research about astrology. But what I have been telling y'all since the day I ever got on this radio channel is that 
it's all in you. I've already said it on this show once before. You know this stuff already. I'm just here to help you remember it as I continue to remember. That's why I can I can be two, three years in studying and just disseminating it the way that I do, not because, I mean, I have a little bit of genius in my natal chart, not going to lie, <laughs> denoted and depicted and described and illustrated in my natal chart, but far beyond that, especially when I when I think about people whose charts are anything like mine and they, too, are able to access this kind of information is because it's already in you. Okay, and so I'm just so happy and thankful to be going on this journey of remembrance with you guys every week, okay? Uh, I'm not going to break down all this other stuff. I'm not. I'm just not feeling led to do it. But what I will mention in addition to that Mars-Pluto conjunction that we are living through, at least for another couple of weeks, you know, that they'll be together in the same sign, is the Sun-Mercury conjunction. I just told y'all, Sun went into Scorpio. Mercury uh, actually officially exactly <laughs> meets up with Mercury at four degrees in 40 minutes uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. So we we can't be much closer than we are right now. And I really hope and pray that two of you guys are feeling the click, are sensing, okay, and feeling it, it's the conjunctions happening in Scorpio. So yes, your feelings are going to be a really good, great indicator of what Sun conjunct Mercury is all about, which is clarity, which is clear thinking, okay, and, and kind of maybe even light bulbs going off, kind of thing. And so if that's going on, then. I'm happy. You know what I mean? If you if you're a what you're thinking about now, what the mental processes you're going through, what you're reasoning about, what you're remembering, what you're contemplating, what you're planning right now, it has significance, okay? And 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 it has like I say, go ahead and pay attention to those feelings too. Don't just this is not necessarily a time, especially with Mars and Pluto together in the sky, especially with it being Scorpio season, which is Pluto ruled. This is not necessarily um, a time when you should completely disregard your feelings. Well, I don't care what I feel. I'm just going to do what, you know, it makes logical sense and practical. And I'm not saying don't follow that. Please be logical. Please be practical. There's room for that as well, and that has a priority and a purpose. Um, I'm just saying don't emit what you feel right now. Don't dis- disregard it completely because we're in such an emotionally sensitive season such as Scorpio, okay? And, it, and because it goes so deep with Scorpio and in Scorpio, the other reason you kind of don't want to just completely disregard your feelings is because it could be so buried when you're talking about psychology, our psychologies, our individual psychologies, our collective psychology. It can go so deep, and, and, it, and it be so hidden. Um, Scorpio talks about things that are mysterious and things are, that are hidden and things, occult um, things are, are in this realm of space as well. Um, 
but while the sun is aligning with Mercury uh, leading up to tomorrow at 11.16 a.m. Central, um, take full divine advantage of, of any way that you may be feeling sharp, you know, mentally sharp and, um, and open communicatively right now. Uh, what we want represented by the sun and our thoughts represented by Mercury are in perfect alignment. Okay, so it's a really great time to just problem solve. You know, um, things can get so murky um, in scorpionic psychological waters anyway. So um, this is a welcome, welcome energy, this alignment of the sun and Mercury for problem solving. Because in Scorpio, we're all, Mercury's there, we're all probing, you know, just researching our until we're satisfied that we've, you know, figured it out, solved the problem. So here's Sun conjunct Mercury to say what you're saying now, what you're writing down now, what you're communicating now, it has clear, sharp, aligned, okay, implications and impacts. So, you know, communicate uh, at your own risk. (laughs) No, communicate um, definitely. um, Just in alignment with your true desires. Sun is is what we want. Mercury is our thoughts. So, thing, make it count. Because Scorpio is so, so, and... What's going to make it count um, a little more uh, seamlessly, I think, is that we get real clear, Sun conjunct Mercury, we get real clear on what it is that we want. That's the psychology on it for you, you know what I mean? Because when when you're talking about Scorpio and things kind of, being hidden beneath the surface, deep beneath the surface, and 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 at times of of death and rebirth, right, Scorpio. At times of major life transformations, especially mental, you know. Um, well, with uh, Mars being there, let's look at it more from the perspective of our actions being transformed. Okay, we just doing some different shit right now. You know what I mean? And everybody may not, you know, want to put 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 it all out there, especially in Scorpio, you know, hidden and occult and you know mysterious. But it's what is buried deep, what lies beneath. Y'all seen that movie? I like psychological thrillers. This would be. Uh, but what lies beneath, you know, what's hidden deep beneath the surface. It, it can't stay hidden. It's going to show itself. If somebody has some psychological defects, right, and you talk to them long enough or you hang around them long enough, you're probably going to see some just, you know, little stuff here and there like, hmm, that's interesting. So I love that Scorpio where Sun and Mercury is aligning on tomorrow exactly is this area of space where we do have to rely on our intuition. <laughs> Sweet mama's babies, if your gut, your intuition is telling you 
it's not going to shout, and it's probably not, and it's not going to repeat itself in an intrusive way. A lot of times the messages are repeated, but it's real soft and it's real subtle. It's just you don't want to do that. You don't want to eat that. Don't go there today. Subtle. And, hey, that's your internal heads up, okay, your intuition. And this is a this is a beautiful, beautiful time to... Uh, to, to to rely on that. And I know that it can be scary in mysterious scorpionic waters where you can't see what's just a map. You talk to people right now or even this past summer that they don't even want to go to the beach, certain beaches and bodies of water if they can't see. <laughs> uh-uh, I don't want to go there. I can't see what's in that water. And that's, you know, very um, uh, illustrative of, how it can be when you're when you're swimming around in scorpionic waters, um, but I encourage you that even when you can't see, even when you're in the dark and it's mysterious and hidden and occult-like, that you can feel, you can feel. And I know a lot of our, our feelers have been desensitized because it hurts to feel sometimes. It's scary to feel sometimes. You think you're going to die when you feel sometimes. But um, you might, y'all thought I was going to say, but you won't. <laughs> In Scorpio, you might. Scorpio governs death and rebirth, but there's no the rebirth. That's why it governs transformation, because even if something has to die in our lives, in our minds, in our psychologies, something new is coming, Scorpio New Moon. Something scorpionic in the new moon season is coming, so let it die. I love that uh, what happened to my mama's baby with the serendipitous, you know, unexpected turn of um, events. Really, uh, they want they want a, 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 a substantial amount of money, especially if yeah, it was substantial to me to hear about it, and so yeah. Um, that it still it ha- it occurred in this full moon in a super full moon in Aries season that was conjunct Uranus that we still living through. It ain't over till till the new moon. We are literally still in that phase that lunation, and so I thought that was beautiful and awesome because uh, of where it hit in in this particular person's chart. And just the, the the astrology of the entire lunation where Uranus, you know, played a major role of these sudden and unexpected things and these flashes of insight and you just have this 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 elect this impulse, this this flash of insight. You know what? I don't normally do this, but let me go ahead and do this because I'm my my gut is telling me, you know, or especially with the Aries uh, full moon, and it's no small wonder that um, Scorpio and Aries or Pluto and Mars are so intricately linked. But, um, you know, the impetus to just do something. Aries talks about the bravery and the courage to just do something. Plus Uranus, sudden and unexpected, and flashes of insight and it's just, it's a beautiful time to be alive. It's a beautiful time to open yourself up to 
all things Aquarian, which astrology is, all things from the future, all things that are weird and quirky and different and unique and um, breakthrough and brilliant and genius. So, it, it it is the it is so called the age of Aquarius, and some people will call it an, a whole entirely different age. Um, but what is commonly referred to as the time we're living in now, the age of Aquarius, it, it, it don't sleep on it. I'm not saying that just because I do it. Hey, follow, subscribe to, listen to whoever you know resonates with you, and and um you know, uh, that vibrates with you, you know what I mean? Um, but don't, whatever you do, don't sleep on it. Whatever you do, don't be one of those people. Oh, don't be one of those people. You probably would not even be listening to this show if you were, so I'm pretty sure you're not. But don't be one of those people that dismisses, uh, shits on, <laughs> And 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 downplays what they don't understand, what they don't have the courage to dig deep into. Okay, and so um, astrology can kind of be found in Scorpio area as well when you're talking about things that are that are mysterious and not necessarily easily understood. Okay. And with that, y'all, that's really the main thing I wanted to hit on. Obviously, uh, the moon is going to go void in Virgo. Um, I know I said it on last week's show, but just to tell y'all why y'all, I got, I have y'all's ears today. Um, the moon's going to go void. Actually, it already did. 1.33 p.m., void in Virgo, okay? Um and it's not going to enter Libra until tomorrow, 8.51 a.m. Central, okay? Then we've got the moon in Libra for Thursday, uh, really through a lot of the weekend. Saturday rising, 5.09 a.m. Central, the moon goes void again in Libra for 15 hours and 52 minutes, pretty much the bulk of the day, from 5.09 a.m. until 9.01 p.m., when it enters Scorpio, so even this weekend, you guys, Saturday, 9.01 p.m. Central, the moon's going to be in Scorpio, everything of a mysterious, secretive, sultry, psychological, intimate, you know, deep, uh, transformational, uh, you know, we're going to be fascinated by it. We're going to be emotionally satisfied to go deep. We're going to be emotionally satisfied to be intuitive, to go with our gut, to trust our gut, to play around in the dark. That's how you build, that's one of the ways you build up your, I'm pretty sure it's your third eye by, uh, you know, like when you're asleep, you know, when you wake up out of your, and, and, and why by the time you open your eyes or light hits it, that you you lose a lot of that communication and interaction energetically and psychologically that was going on in your sleep state. Same thing with going into sleep. That's why it's such a sensitive time when the veil is so thin between, we can say dimensions, we can say um, planes of awareness, however you want to term it. 
Um, but yeah, of course, you know, score. I haven't really talked about a lot of the low vibrational manifestations when people aren't. When people are playing around in these areas of power and have no desire to make a priority uh, the the respect that I was talking about that should go with it that should that, that should go with it, then you see a lot of these lower manifestations. A lot of people running around with with money, look, I already told y'all money running around with a lot of money. Running around with a title, oh Lord, somebody done gave this full title of you know this, that, or the third. <laughs> but they don't—they're not respectable. Then that's when you get these low vibrations of Scorpio, and it kind of—I I titled this show "Rebirth of a Nation," right? <laughs> Scorpio governs the rebirth, you know, the death and the rebirth, and. Um, I remember quite a while ago now having a discussion online with a really uh, a well-known astrologer. I don't name drop, so I'm not remotely interested in saying who it was. But um, we were going back and forth regarding Scorpio and Pluto, and they were like, well, what do you think this is? And, And for some reason I was like, I think it governs Africans, <laughs> you know, Comitians, Nubians. I think that, that that energy governs us. So, you know, I wasn't saying it so I could wait on a cosign from them or anybody else when, when spirit um, ministers or, or reveals something to me is true. I don't question it. Um, I just allow it to unfold and continue to reveal itself as true, kind of like astrology uh, did for me in my life. Like, I wasn't going to try to, to this day, <laughs> I'm not about to try to convince anybody that astrology is real, effective, beneficial, uh, ancient wisdom that's really not new. It's just <laughs> we catching up. Um, I still am not interested in doing that. That's why I I love this format with the talk show because drawn to me energetically and naturally are people that resonate and vibrate with what I'm talking about, what we're talking about on this channel. And so um, um, I'm sorry, y'all. Once again, (laughs) it's a lot going on, y'all. It's murky. These Scorpio waters are murky. But uh, my point definitely is is to allow your intuition uh, to guide you during this time, and not I'll talk the low vibrations when you when you're when you got power and you got position and you got money, but no, and, but you're not respectable. You're gonna vibrate low on Scorpio, which is gonna be some more obsessiveness. Uh, well, that in itself isn't a low vibration, but when you're obsessive and jealous. When you're obsessive and conniving and manipulative, then that's when you got to question your psychology. You got to question your psychology and, and the habits, um, the, the, the go-tos, the fallbacks, the addictions, the things that we 
fall back on that's deep, that's so deep in our psychology, we don't even consciously think about it. It's so hidden and mysterious and occult-like that we spend up here thinking, well, shoot, that's just how it is, or that's just how it's been, or that's just how it's supposed to be. And if we go back deep enough and get to the root of some of these behaviors, especially with Mars and Pluto still together in Capricorn, to the root of some of these behaviors and the actions that we take, that we take, that we built in Capricorn, that we built our lives on, and 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 be brave enough to dig deep and and excavate into our soul and get in touch with our gut. Get to the root cause. Get, dig into this psychic territory, these deep waters. So what? Because Scorpio and Pluto also governs uh, that same deep ecological level of healing. There's healing in the waters, y'all. There's a blissing in the waters, y'all. These Scorpio waters. If it's scary, if it shakes you to your core, if it challenges your your psychology, this is the season to deal with it. This is the season to dive deep and dig into it, okay? Yeah, it's gonna be scary. Yeah, you gonna you you either gonna think you gonna die or you gonna die. And it's still gonna be okay because guess what? Even if you do die. You're dying to be reborn anew. You're dying in order to heal. You're dying in order to make way for your power that you that that comes along with the respect of being somebody who is willing to go deep, who is willing to question their own psychology and question the psychology of others and, and question even what they see. Scorpio's not taking nothing at face value. No, do you know a Scorpio? Baby, please, they the most probing and <laughs> you think you're gonna just answer a Scorpio real quick. If they just ask you a question and you'd be like, Oh, this, mm Because baby they're gonna backdoor that with either why or what you mean or uh uh-uh, uh or that's some BS. <laughs> so let this um, starting with this weekend when the moon enters Scorpio on Saturday evening at 9.01 p.m. Central, I want you to please do yourself a favor, a powerful, transformative favor, <laughs> and be transformed in your emotions. The moon talks about our, our emotions, it talks about our habits, it talks about our um, our needs. Definitely, at least, if you're going to be, Scorpio rules all things extreme. If you're going to be extreme about something, and this this will be a way to garner self-respect, respect for yourself, and that alone will, will um, engender the vibration necessary for others to respect you. But uh, respect yourself enough to go deep on your own psychology and be extreme. I was just talking to some sister friends of mine, and it's just a beautiful thing. If you're going to be extreme about anything this 
Scorpio new moon season, especially when I break down for all you signs, sun, moon, and rising sign, what, what, what house and area of life to focus on or is being focused on. It would benefit you to focus on it as well. Uh, that you would practice extreme self-care in whatever it is, okay? Even if I tell you that the Scorpio new moon is going through your seventh house, which I will be telling Taurus is like I told the Taurus yesterday. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, God is just smiling on her. Uh, I just met a lady I've never met before, and she's a tour- she was a Taurus, and I was just, she was very interested in what I had to say. And so I was just mentioning about partnerships, but even if it is in the area of partnerships, it's just like not only I was um, encouraging and kind of, because um, she was already doing it, but I was just, you know, uh, confirming for her that the best way you can, the best energy, okay, put it this way, to partner up, Taurus, with a, a new moon going through your seventh house, the best energy to partner up with someone in is in the energy of extreme self-care, period. I met this lady while we were practicing extreme self-care together at the same place. And so I encouraged her to keep that up, especially with her history and, and the little bit of her personal history that she told me about. That's what's been keeping her afloat. It has been extremely self it, it it is extreme self care. It is practicing extreme self care to be concerned about your psychological health. Especially if you listen to this show and are a Nubian, a Kamishan. Okay? And indigenous peoples. So many other beautiful, way more accurate terms than black or African American or even African. Uh, but I don't think I, it, it's just interesting that that what I spoke to the, um, that astrologer about Scorpio and Pluto governing, you know, our people. Um, it's just a beautiful time to invest in yourself. We need it. If don't nobody else need it, we need it rebirth of a nation. If don't nobody else if if it if, if nobody else is is primed and positioned powerfully to rise from the ashes like a phoenix, Scorpio, it's us. If nobody else is in a better position to be reborn from just death on top of death on top of death every day. The most powerful thing you can do is love yourself, care for yourself extremely while this, while it's Scorpio season, especially around this new moon time because the energy is most potent then regarding Scorpionic things at a Scorpio new moon and at a Scorpio full moon that we're going to have in six months to check on us and see see how we, we did around this time, especially as it pertains to healing. 
these psychological wounds of our people. So, yeah, once again, might be a little murky, might be a little scary, might have to die. But there's a force, there's a power, a transformational power that wants to clearly be expressed through us. Who better to do it? Let me also mention that the area of space governed by Scorpio does also talk about detoxing. It talks about purging. Uh, I talk to my mama's babies all the time about the second house, eighth house uh, axis um, relationship. And so in the second house where you're collecting possessions, you're gathering personal, um, you know, finances. In the eighth house, you're sharing those finances and you're uh, sharing those resources. And so it could denote letting go, detoxing, purging. If you're diving deep and you hit on something that needs to be purged, purge it. If you're diving deep and you hit on something that needs to be healed, heal it. You have to acknowledge it in order to heal it. That's the thing about Scorpio and the deep waters and the psychology that goes so far back into our recesses. I don't care if it's your childhood or a past life. Don't be afraid to dive deep. Be brave. We just came out of a full moon in Aries. I know y'all, we're still in it technically, but even by the time of of this Scorpio new moon, hell, uh, Scorpio will be Aries' higher octave. If Mar- if Pluto is the Mars' higher octave, it's a it's a it's a more advanced energy. You you're not re- you're not gonna have too much power, and you're scared. So, detox, uh, colonics, um, taking things out, doing weeding, weeding the garden, or you know, going on a deep spiritual journey. Of getting a deep tissue massage, um, having a deep intimate interactions with a trusted friend. These are all beautiful things that will satisfy you emotionally um, while the moon is in Scorpio starting here Saturday night. Um, Scorpio is all about intensity and passion and desire felt on a deep level. And so anything superficial just won't work. If you're going to, if 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 this weekend hit and you're trying to run from going deep, you know, I don't want to go deep. I just want to, I just want to wade in the kiddie pool. I just want to sit. I just want to put my feet in. This then this ain't the weekend for you. This is the weekend that you might not like it. <laughs> uh, but we're you're gonna we're all gonna be urged on some level, likely emotionally. When I say that, I mean clearly something has to happen for us to be urged on an emotional level. So easily something could happen to urge you emotionally. That's why I'm encouraging you to just dive deep head first instead of you know being so timid and oh let me just put my pinky toe in. I'm gonna just go in one little body part at a time. Dive head first. Into your into your extreme self care. Dive head first into the deep recesses of your psychology. Dive head first into any fears or limiting habits that you fall back on when it's getting deep. 
okay? What you do not want to participate in is anything manipulative, any type of jealous tendencies. If you feeling like you want to act out on some jealous tendencies, that that's a, tr- a signal. Up, oh, time to ex- practice some extreme self-care. Time to dig into my psychology and see why I, why I want to act in these jealous, uh, manipulative, uh, 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 compulsive ways. These habits, bad habits, okay, and, and and suspiciousness. Yes, Scorpio is the area where you want to research and investigate. That's Scorpio. But you don't have to be suspicious. If you're suspicious of somebody, once again, it's time to practice some extreme self-care and dig into your psychology while you're fooling around with people you got to be suspicious of. Where Where is your personal power when you can decide, powerfully decide, to only deal with people that are, that present themselves as above reproach, and 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 when you dig deep into in re, into researching them or investigating them, then they hold up on uh, they hold up. If you ain't up to nothing, you ain't worried about nobody investigating you. So that's that's what this time is about. Shared resources. This um, it will be emotionally satisfied to deal with any taxes, any accounting issues, um, uh, inheritances, um, legacies, you know, things of that nature. Of course, any kind of research, uh, getting rid of anything, purging, detoxing, um, and, and of course, psychological examination. I I, I uh, saw some things on social media at one point about Kid Cudi and Dr. Dre. I, I really, it almost pains me to even mention their names, but I know that um, once again, like I said, uh, with with our people and what what all we've gone through, this really is a time where we could tap into some some real solutions, some real healing the deep healing, not this surface level stuff, because that won't heal the deep thing. And so I encourage us especially, you know, to, um, I love that I was just saying a few shows ago that a lot of astrologers are psychologists. Um, but definitely um, any, any, I don't care if it's past life regression therapy or, uh, you know, because that, that holds a lot of stuff in it when you're talking about the subconscious and things that are deeply hidden within us, um, I just encourage you to, to dig deep, a guided and trusted professional to do that. I encourage this is the season to do it. Maybe that is a Scorpio new moon thing that you do and infuse into your um, life is going to be, I'm going to do something new for for my psychological health. I don't care if it's you know, online or in person or in a class or in a group, as a couple, as a family, maybe for your child, it's not going to benefit you. I've already spoken on this, but now you're kind of seeing the context of it. It's not going to benefit you to not acknowledge the thing. It doesn't make it go away. Because because I don't acknowledge it and I push it down deep, deep, into the recesses of my psychology that that it's going to go away. And that may be why Scorpio, uh, this energy can manifest as mysterious. 
um, because, you know, hell, we don't consciously know why this and that and the third is going on. But when we dig deep, when we go back, when we uncover and unearth and research and investigate us, extreme self-care, extreme self-psychological research, I'm not one to quit to tell you to hurry up and run off to somebody who got a, some, some letters behind their name and ask them, and half of them ain't went deep enough. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to just, you know, that's not just the, the main point. The main point is to be willing to go deep, be it, you know, with the guidance of spirit, you and spirit, or be it with the guidance of a um Medical professional. All right. Here we go. Into the week ahead, y'all. We're at the halfway point, so this is about where we, where we should be. Um, once again, the dates for the week ahead are going to be Sunday the 30th through Saturday the 5th. And so uh, let's get going. Sunday the 30th, um, starting at 7 a.m. Central Mercury does trine Neptune. I really, really like this um, alignment. It's Mercury, mind, mental, in an easy, harmonious, effortless flow to Neptune, unconditional love, you know, thoughts of unconditional love, thoughts of, uh, um, you know, Neptune is also imagination. So um, imagination being mentally stimulated and, you know, activated. And um, this clearly can play out in some amazing ways when you have this kind of a combination. But when you when you see that cult leader Jim Jones had this in his natal chart, Mercury, Trine, Neptune, you can also see how it can go wrong if you're, once again, is this person respectable? Do they respect themselves? Um, do, do they... If they don't respect themselves, they're not really powerful. And when you look at it, somebody like cult leader Jim Jones, you can clearly see that, uh, yeah, he, he he exuded a certain amount of power in order to be in the position. I told you all about money and position and all these resources. Yes, he was in a certain position, and a whole lot of people followed him, and I mean follow him to their grave, early grave. Or maybe, you know, that was a date with Destiny, so right on time, Grace. But, you know, that's how you ended your story on this plane of awareness is in a cult with Jim Jones, who with the Mercury trine Neptune, when you're born with this, this gives you, you know, it makes you mesmerizing. Neptune is like this energy that dissolves everything, and it merges and blends with everything, and Mercury is your mind. On a low vibration, Neptune can be real deceptive, <clears throat> Jim Jones, uh, you know, uh, and these people tend to be the center of attention, and um, and these people can easily, with a wild and vivid and, and active imagination, they can easily convince other people of their mercury, their thoughts, their plans, their ideas, the information they've gathered. They can easily influence other people with this mercury information, right? And so uh, because 
they have a real their their communication style is being influenced by Neptune. So it's real non-threatening. It's real, you know, dissolving. It's real merging and blending and beautiful and smooth. And so other celebrities like Billie Holiday, oh, her Mercury, her communication style through singing was real beautiful and, and, and imaginative, okay? Morgan Freeman. Shaquille O'Neal, Vanessa Williams. I laughed when I saw Shaquille O'Neal because <laughs> I said, oh, Lord. Uh, he He's very imaginative in his Mercury speech and communication. Any time I've heard him talk, I, I, I end up shaking my head, I know. And it's just like, you know, kind of what is he going to say now type of deal. So, um as we're coming up on it here in our week ahead, I want you to definitely allow your imagination to be stimulated and spurred on and and, and activated your creativity, um, your spiritual, uh, your spirituality and, and your spiritual sensitivity. Um, our minds, when Mercury is trining Neptune, our minds, Mercury trining Neptune, is not really conducive for things of a, like, a logical nature, because Neptune's completely the opposite of logical. Neptune completely dissolves logic. So what it would will be a good time for, starting out our week ahead, right there on Sunday, um, rising, is going to be, you know, anything tending towards fantasies or tending towards... Um, the vastness of the all. There's no boundaries with Neptune, okay? And there's no rules or limits. So it's not like this area of space where we're studying, you know, facts or reading the fine print. This is the energy where we have this increased sensitivity to spiritual vibrations, and so anything like music and dancing and harmony and poetry and art and movies um, is going to be highly favorable. Um, anything that put, Neptune talks about compassion and selflessness. So if you're thinking along the um, along those lines. That would be favorable here in our week ahead. That would be beneficial. Um, communicating in non-threatening ways is going to be beneficial. Communicating with a, a soft kind of caring, you know, influence on it is going to be beneficial. Um, and it could easily attract others to you. Once again, there's no boundaries, and so. It, you could easily merge with someone under this energy that you're communicating with, okay? Um, and and you shouldn't have to even say a lot. Once again, if the communication that is favored is those that relate to music and dance and poetry and harmony and vibra- spiritual vibrations and spiritual sensitivity, you shouldn't even have to say a whole, whole, whole bunch, Okay? Um, you know, telepathically you can communicate, energetically and spiritually you can communicate through your eyes and through your body language and gestures and even psychic uh, sensibilities 
um, enhanced. So the intuition being strong and accurate, even more so. Uh, you've and they're both in Mercury and Neptune that are trining are both in water signs that that water signs denote intuition. Um, so Mercury in water, Neptune in water, and they're both have an easy, easy and effortless trine between them. Yeah. So um, indulge your imagination, indulge your creativity, um, and indulge your dreams. And, and Neptune uh, governs dreams as well. And with that being said, that's a powerful energy to. Uh, talk about the Scorpio new moon even more so than we already have, okay? Uh, the new moon is on Sunday, October 30th at 12.38 p.m. Central, and um, that that season or cycle is going to last through the November 14th full moon. That would, um, that, that uh, no, 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 no. The November 29th new moon. I got the date wrong. Uh, so about four weeks, about a month, okay? And so this is where it happens every month, y'all. It's new moon time again and, or dark moon where, you know, it's like the like I call it the blank slate. You know, we get to write on this blackboard, this empty, clear, clean blackboard, whatever we want of a scorpionic nature to impact us for the year ahead. And in six months at the Scorpio full moon, we'll get to check on it, Right. And so we're we're in this position where we're questioning everything, old beliefs, look, old psychology, old um, uh, habits, old behavioral patterns, okay? And we are open to any new ways to move ahead. We want to make fresh starts. We want to write down our little to-do list and, and, and see it through you know, to the full moon, um, the, the Scorpio full moon, when 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 the actions that we've taken, the new initiatives that we've taken now are going to be fully illuminated. What do we do with this time, whether we knew about it ahead of time or not? My mama's babies know. Y'all know. My listeners know. Our listeners know. Um, so we've got the sun and the moon together in Scorpio. That's what makes the new moon. They're together. They're conjunct. They're aligned, the sun and the moon. Our needs and our wants are aligned. It's a really good area of space to initiate new things in energetically, okay? Um, this is a, Yeah. This is a good, I'm glad I was about to say that, and I wasn't going to say it, but then I looked at my notes like, I got to say it. Uh, But since Mercury is so intimately uh, involved in this particular lunation, it is a good new, a great new moon. Any new moon is a good new moon to write stuff down, but this is a great new moon to do a ritual that definitely involves you writing something, okay? Um, Because, I say that because, this new moon is conjunct Mercury. And when the sun and Mercury are aligned, I already went over that. Um, that's, hap- that's happening exactly tomorrow. So any insights you're getting around now, intuitive hits, okay, emotional insights, um, uh, anything psychological that's bubbling up from deep beneath the surface, 
is and and that you're ga- and, and that is causing you to gain clarity um, and focus your thinking and communication, uh, and likely probably meaning you've been a little busy at least mentally. Um, going to be that can talk about so many things, but I definitely want to mention writing something down. That's a very mercurial thing to do, um, but also that it's a message. Oh, it's a message. It's a message for us all at this new moon. Um, and so, you know, amidst all the busyness of, of emails and text messages and, uh, you know, snail mail and bills and paperwork and interaction. Uh, uh, errands, running errands around the neighborhood, around town. Uh, it is a good time if you are making plans. You know what I mean? Gathering information, initiating uh, things, uh, initiating mercurial things, negotiations, uh, making deals, bargaining, buying and selling, that type of thing, and and clearly communicating, interacting you initiating these interactions, you know. With the moon specifically um, aligned with Mercury, that definitely, Lord, if you only knew so. Actually, I know a couple of people with this alignment, and I was just talking to one of them. <laughs> I, I, just talk, I was just talking to both of them, but I was talking to one of them about this in their chart. And uh, it's so interesting when people are born under this influence, but when moon and mercury are aligned in the sky, it does talk about being moody or changeable moods and being sensitive emotionally. Um, under this alignment of moon and mercury, uh, we, we can more easily make attachments to other people of an emotional nature, Okay. And we can enjoy reminiscing about the past, you know, especially with those that we're most comfortable with and closest to, most familiar with, like family. And um, definitely any communications with women, family members, uh, should be emotionally satisfying, okay? And so that may play into your Scorpio new moon on a really significant level. Um, stay sensitive. I definitely want to say that. Stay sensitive. Don't let Mercury is involved with this lunation. So you got you have Mercury, the mind, playing a significant role at a Scorpio new moon, which is our intuition. And so they have to work together. Okay, you don't want to cancel either of them out. That's why I said earlier in the show. Okay, yeah, you want to be practical and logical and use your mental processes and reasoning, of course, but you want to trust that gut because it ain't where your mind can slip on you, that intuition ain't never going to slip. I promise, okay? Um, and then additionally uh, to Mercury at this new moon, Neptune is playing a starring role, okay, both the sun and the moon and Mercury, since sun and moon are conjunct Mercury, all three of them are trining Neptune at the time of this lunation. That is amazing. That is wonderful. We just got through talking about Neptune. Um, 
when we were talking about the the uh, energy we start the week off in, which is the Mercury aspect of the trine to Neptune specifically. But uh, that is going to pull that in as well. So that even more so, there's this balancing act, okay, this integration of energies where, yes, we are – you're, you can't be alive and not use your mind. It's kind of unavoidable. <laughs> so that's almost a given. But when you're talking about Neptune, when you're talking about Pisces and Scorpio and these areas of space that talk about good and intuition and emotion and, and, and psychic sensitivity, then you're talking about on the highest vibration, you're talking about uh, you know, potentially if I were to put Mercury and Neptune on it together when I, on, it, on this new moon in Scorpio, I would definitely say, um, you know, just unconditionally loving communications or messages, you know, imaginative um, plans even, um, selfless uh you know, even if you're on the Mercury aspect of uh, travel, short-distance travel, like just selfless, running self-errands for somebody, literally, you know. So with the sun and Neptune, there's a real sensitivity to our environment and, you know, um, and, and, and our compassion actually, and our, our willingness to understand things on a, on a deeper level, you know. Uh, where Neptune takes us with imagination and with movies and, you know, you can go anywhere. Uh, that, that That's what this particular sun trine Neptune is about, ego, you know, the sun being our ego and, and the sun being, you know, our wants, what we want, you know, benefiting from a more spiritual, you know, framework as opposed to so logical, as opposed to so practical. Once again, do not throw, please don't say Mama Dada told you to throw logic and practicality out the window. I did not. <laughs> I'm telling you that at this at the time of this particular lunation, it's going to be very beneficial to remain sensitive to things that you can't see, like your imagination like your meditations and visualizations, like your prayers, like art and beauty and music. Don't un- Can you really underestimate the power of and the impact that music can have on people? Moontron Neptune is bringing in the uh, ego. The sun was bringing in the ego and the wants. The moontroning Neptune is bringing in the needs, our needs, our moods, what emotionally satisfies us, okay? So we will be emotionally satisfied to do the, these very Neptunian things. Practicing extreme self-care is, is about as Neptunian as you can get, okay? Um, and be, be creative with it, how you extremely love yourself, extremely care for yourself, extremely dig deep into your psychology for heal for answers and healing and 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 re, rebirth and and 
rejuvenation that comes from dying. Uh, if you if you meet somebody around this time or start up a relationship around this time with all this Neptunian energy um, imp- impacting this particular nation, uh, they probably feel like a soulmate kind of thing or, or a very, very spiritual connection between you guys and, you know, psychically, you know, interacting and communicating upon meeting or something like that. So it could play out that way too. And um, once again, with the Mercury influence to Neptune, you are talking about communications that are of a spiritual nature, even more so psychically, um, uh, sensitively when it comes to uh, mercurial things, okay? So with that being said, I'm definitely, with the time we have left, going to make sure I get these horoscopes out for you guys. Thank you. Thank you for all those on the line, all the listeners all those online listening as well. Scorpio, this is y'all's new moon, okay? So, you know, I shouted y'all out a couple of weeks ago. We stay ahead, so I I have long since, uh, and and every show since then, uh, happy, happy, happy Scorpio season to all mama Scorpios out there. I hope you are enjoying, just like uh, my mama's baby, just enjoying this person has so much Scorpio in there. They're not a Scorpio, but they've got a lot of Scorpio in their chart. So when you have, when you, if let's just say you, you're not, you're listening to me now and you're not a, you don't have, you're, you were not born with the sun in Scorpio. But this, see, this time is really activating, you know, uh, a lot of things in your life or, or a lot of extreme kind of things are kind of popping out or popping up within you, then uh, you probably have um, a lot of energy in your natal chart in Scorpio. Uh, please feel free to check out the link inside the episode information for each show, including this one, um, and it'll say one-click email access to Mama Dada. Um, and feel free to connect with me. If you have questions, I'll be more than happy to answer them and help you out, okay? Um, you can also find in the episode information for the show a link to last week's show uh, so you can get information about what's going on right now, kind of like we're talking right now about what's going to be going on in our week ahead. Uh, you can connect to the Inner Peace Lighthouse site. You can show love, um, show some astro love with an astro love gift there. And you can also subscribe. Welcome, welcome, welcome to my newest subscribers and mama's babies. What a journey to 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 start on. It's it's just amazing for me and you guys continue to communicate to me just how amazing it is for you y'all too. So it is the feeling is definitely mutual. Scorpio, like I said, um, right now is going to be this season, birthday season, is going to be impacting clearly your entire solar year ahead. Um, But even for just the next six months for you, uh, this is going to be a strong time. It's your season. It's your time to shine. The sun is shining on you, Scorpio. So whatever you want to do, you get the smorgasbord for the month, okay? You get the you get the slate of all slates. You get the the biggest uh, chalkboard to write down your uh, new moon energies, intentions, initiatives on, okay? So you can make the most out of it. 
starting to do the the new work, the new starting to take these new initiatives, no matter how small you think it is, even if you think writing something down is small, this is the new moon to write it, at least write it down, okay, and set that tone energetically. You don't think it's having an impact, but energetically you are in making an imprint on this area of space for six months to a year to come, Scorpio, for you definitely more towards that year, all right? Um, Aquarius, uh, for you, uh, for and Leo, all my all mama's fixed signs. Y'all are dealing with the Scorpio new moon from a level of extremely. It's it's hitting on these very critical parts of your life, Scorpio. You self look. You for the next year, self. For you, Aquarius. Uh, for the next six months, for sure, at least, um, goals, okay? Goals. What are you wanting to achieve? What hard heart, smart work are you willing to do? It may, for you, Aquarius, it might be a little bit more than writing something down, but um, you're going to benefit from being practical. You're going to benefit this new moon season and, and, and through all the um the, the, through the entire phase for you, be it six months, be it two weeks, Aquarius, uh, you're going to benefit from being more disciplined, more responsible, more mature, act like a Capricorn, okay? <laughs> Taurus, uh, for you, the Scorpio new moon season, once again, like like uh, my, my new sister friend that I met, uh, that seventh house of partnerships is being lit, lit up, okay, for you. All right, I got disconnected from you guys, um, but I'm back. Thank goodness I could call back in. So um, picking up where we left off, Taurus, you're going to benefit from a partner, okay? If you're not ready for a partner or you don't think you're ready for a partner right now, Taurus, just like I told the lady yesterday, advised her, uh, practicing extreme self-care is going to be the best way to attract that to you. I love how the seventh house is governed by Libra, which is ruled by Venus. And I love how Venus governs that second house of self-esteem and confidence and and valuing your own self. And so um, value yourself, my, my precious sources, okay? Y'all are so valuable. And... Um, you know, be willing to definitely stay balanced. I'm not, you know, if if you're single and looking and open and all of that stuff or in a partnership or relationship already, um, focus on, on being balanced within yourself when we're talking about how, you know, practicing extreme self-care can benefit you partnering up with someone. Um, but even within the context of a relationship, you know, being so seventh house is, is governed by Libra that talks about balance. So even if you're actually in a partnership, um, striving for balance within that partnership may involve a little extreme self-care. It may balance your relationship out to, you know, balance yourself out. 
<laughs> so um, definitely through with the house of others being activated, you know, being willing to kind of partner up or being willing to balance with another um, is likely going to benefit you. There's, there will probably be a big opportunity um, to support someone else, for for the other to play the leading role, for the spotlight to be on them as opposed to you, okay? And then don't forget, the uh, Taurus, that the seventh house also talks about your shadow self. So maybe initiating something new in that way, you know, that also reminds me of extreme self-care. When you are willing to, once again in Scorpio season, dig deep, in order to deal with the other parts of yourself that you don't like to acknowledge. I love that this is happening in Scorpio season for you. So enjoy, Taurus. Um, At least Taurus' seventh house is governed, like I said, by Libra and Venus, so it should, you know, bring a little ease and a little comfort, a little beauty, a little harmony. So enjoy. Leo, um, Scorpio new moon going through your fourth house gives you an opportunity to start something, venture, initiate that you can work on for the next six months from the bottom up. Started from the bottom, now we're here, okay? You may be saying, I'm starting from the bottom right now, Leo, but in six months you could easily be saying, now I'm here, fishes. <laughs> so uh, fourth house is also talking about emotional stability and our inner foundation, our core, you know, um, our emotional core and, 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 and the and the, our self-support, our inner self-support, as well as external support from family and our ancestral lineage and where we come from um, and our home. So, uh, Leo, you could be initiating new things on the home front. Um, you could be, uh, you know, home improvement. Uh, you could be initiating things within your family, uh, a, a reunion or a family get-together or just um, supporting your own self or someone else, you know, supporting yourself in new ways, um, Leo. That would more more likely yourself, Leo, when you're talking about fourth house and 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 your inner foundation. Okay, Pisces, you and Cancer are sister signs to Scorpio, so y'all know what that means. If it's Scorpio season, if it's Scorpio's Earth Day, then Pisces, Cancer is y'all gonna feel like it's kind of your earth day too, <laughs> um, especially cancer. Uh, cancers are experiencing the Scorpio new moon through the fifth house. So, I mean, that's the house of play and enjoyment and fun and sports and games and children and drama, you know, uh, and so many other beautiful, wonderful Leo keywords. Uh, but at, particularly at this new moon, you could get a creative. This is the house of being creative and creating, and so you could find yourself in a position where you you could place yourself in a position. You could initiate a new opportunity for yourself creatively, for um, you know any of your creations. Uh, if you ha- if you have your own business, so this is the house of entrepreneurship, and so you could initiate something new in that area. This is also the house of dating and romance. And so you could initiate something new there, Cancer. Have fun. Enjoy. 
um, and you can uh, let your own inner child come out to play. You can play with, you can initiate something as it relates to children. Fifth house governs them as well, um, and just and, and just even find yourself in a more playful uh, vibration. Okay, Cancer. For Pisces, like I said, you're feeling the great vibes too in this Scorpio new moon season. And and it's all about expansion for you, Pisces. It's all about traveling and learning and studying and writing and teaching and being optimistic and 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 operating in your higher mind, you know, and uh, going on long distance journeys, be they physical or um, or not, you know, or figurative. Um, you're you're likely just going to be in a got, a good mood and positive, and you should allow those positively engendered feelings and moods to expand you, to 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 grow you, to advance you, okay, to take you higher, Pisces. And so, um, initiate a way, you know, right that when it comes to these things, travel and learning and studying abroad, or you know other cultures, Pisces, um, initiate something new. Write it down. If you can't do it right now, if you can't get to, you know, another continent right now, write it down. Start planning. It's a very, uh, you know, I said Mercury is really intimately acquainted with this lunation. It's a very mercurial thing not only to write something down but to gather information on it, uh, to talk about it, okay, uh, to discuss it. So, Communicate, discuss, uh, send a message to Mercury, send a message to the universe, Pisces, that says, I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to expand. I'm ready to be lucky. I'm ready to go on an adventure. And this is is what I'm going to initiate in this energy in order to make that abundantly clear. No pun intended. Ninth house governs abundance too, Pisces. So Virgo, that brings us to Virgo and Capricorn, my two uh, two of my earth signs, okay, other than Taurus who's um, already experiencing this lunation in a very significant area of their chart governing relationships. For Virgo and Capricorn, Virgo, uh, for you, it's definitely going to have a mercurial feel to it. You're a Mercury-ruled sign, and you're experiencing the Scorpio new moon that is conjunct Mercury in a Mercury house, your Gemini house, your third house, your house of communication, Virgo. So you sure enough want to initiate something, be it a positive conversation, be it a new project, be it something you want to say that you maybe have never said before or haven't said in a particular way, um, expressing a new idea, uh, uh, seeking out an, a new opportunity to spread your ideas. Uh, third house governs your community, your neighborhood, initiating something on that front, okay? And then um, third house also talks about neighbors and siblings, and so it could be something in, involving them that you are initiating. Capricorn, 11th house for you. Uh, 11th house, of course, is the house of former lovers and exes and uh (laughs) uh-ohs. So, I mean, oddly enough, Capricorn, you could be initiating something new with an ex. It could happen. I'm just saying. 
you could easily, 11th house also clearly is groups that we associate with, our friendships and alliances and humanitarian causes. Capricorn, you could initiate something new by taking up a new cause, okay, making a new friend, uh, following a new dream, hopes, wishes, and dreams here in the 11th house. And then 11th house also talks about your future. So you could easily initiate something by focusing more on your future at this time or even uh, joining a new group. 11th house is governed by Aquarius, Capricorn. So um, Aquarius, like I said earlier in the show, all things weird, all things different and unique, and astrology is there. You know what I mean? You could initiate something new in the area of astrology, Capricorn, easily. You can get a reading. You ain't never got no astrology reading before, but you listen to this show and say, hey, I like what she's saying. I pretty much understand what she's saying, even though I don't know the ins and outs of it. And you could initiate something that way as well. Uh, but it's definitely probably going to include you stepping, definitely probably, right, <laughs> going to include you stepping outside of your comfort zone, okay, and, and doing something you don't normally do. Eleven house is governed by Uranus, and so you could surprise yourself, or you could be surprised, Capricorn. You could surprise somebody else. Enjoy. Libra, you're experiencing the Scorpio new moon through your second house, money, honey, personal finances. So easily, Libra, you can pursue a new project, venture. You could work on a budget, financial opportunity. You could pursue a new one. Um, uh, you can plan, like I said, once again, with Mercury being involved in this lunation, you can plan or gather information on personal finances and budgets. Uh, second house is governed by Taurus That's earth energy So you easily feel uh, You easily can benefit from Grounding out And bringing um, into One moment <laughs> Sorry y'all I've been having sneezing fits For the last couple of days But you can definitely bring on uh, Work on bringing a sense of stability there um, into your life. You can initiate some things that will add to the stability of your life, especially in your personal finances, Libra, especially in, as it relates to your self-esteem and, and your confidence and how you value yourself. Libra, whenever anything's going on in the second house, know this. However you value yourself, that is exactly what you're going to attract to you, Okay. Under this new moon energy, you could be calmer emotionally, you know, a little bit more stable. That should benefit you. Take that, the benefit of that, and remind yourself, Libra, of your value, of your worth, of your beauty, of your charm, of your your um, all the blissful, wonderful things about you, Libra, okay? All right, Gemini. Uh, you've got Scorpio New Moon coming through that sixth house, so you could easily, a, a, a new job could happen under this influence, a new work project, a new work opportunity, um, um, uh, even work that you've already done, you know, uh, you could um, initiate, you you could even be caused to initiate something new, Gemini, based on recognition or attention or praise for something you've done, okay? You can focus on, uh, success is not just work; it's also health and your daily routine or lifestyle. So you could eat and take take on some new initiatives there as well to improve that, and you can benefit from you know being very six house Virgo. Go 
organized, detail-oriented, efficient. You know, read the fine print, Gemini. I know I just told y'all there's a lot of Neptunian energy going on, Gemini. You specifically, I'm so glad this came this came up in my spirit as I'm talking to you, Gemini, because it might be, especially with Neptune playing such a key role in this lunation, it might be more difficult for you to focus on being organized and efficient, but it's going to benefit you to do that. If anything, Gemini, I don't like to fight energies. If Neptune is here and you're having a six-house transit and they almost, they are, not almost, they are exactly opposed to each other, um, Neptune that governs the 12th house is exactly opposite the sixth house. Um, and I love that because that lets me know that, yeah, it can be a tug-of-war, Gemini, but it can also be the perfect balance. Okay, you can infuse into your work. You can infuse into your health and lifestyle and routine all the Neptunian things you can think of. Okay, practice that extreme self-care, Gemini. Go ahead and 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 continue to be selfless and spiritual and and meditative and prayerful, um, and and accepting and forgiving, uh, but. Balance that out. You, more than anybody else, Gemini, are going to learn the value of balancing out working for yourself, Aries. Um, You've got this Scorpio new moon going through that eighth house, okay, of shared resources of the Scorpio house. You've got a Scorpio new Okay, hold on. Let me slow down. you got Aries. That's Mars rule. You got a Scorpio new moon. That's Pluto rule, which is Mars' higher octave. And you got Aries <laughs> having a Scorpio new moon in their Scorpio house. So if anybody's likeliest to noticeably transform, it's going to be an Aries near you, okay? <laughs> um, Aries, y'all are going to initiate new things as it relates to resources that you share with others, everything that I've been saying about Scorpio this entire show, you can pretty much personalize that, okay? Um, Initiating something new as it relates to shared projects or mutually beneficial projects or ventures. Um, Initiating some new research into something, okay? Um, Initiating or starting a new business partnership um, or just the in, initiating new ways to strengthen existing relationships with other people that you share resources with or have deep intimate relationships with. Um, of course, with the eighth house governing all things mysterious and hidden in a cult, like it could be something being illuminated or initiated for you or illuminated for you that causes you to initiate something new um, that comes from the dark, from the deep, from the mysterious, from the psychological that maybe comes up at this time, at the time of the Scorpio. Because the energy is going to be thick. The energy is going to be thick on the 30th. Around when it gets real close to All Hallows Eve, Samhain, however you want to call it, it's going to be thick. And for you, Aries, these are some ways that you can get in on the energy on the highest vibration, okay? Transform yourself. Transform something. Transform the way you experience take extreme care of yourself. Right, Aries? That's so awesome. I love that I said that to y'all. 
And last but not least, Sagittarius, uh, y'all, of course, y'all know any anytime it's Scorpio season, Sag, y'all got a 12th house transit because y'all are next. Oh, we are next. <laughs> Your super saggy um, radio host is next as well. So we're in a position to kind of stay in the background. Um, uh, and if we are initiating things, we're initiating it behind the scenes, my fellow Sagittarius. Um, and once again, with 12th house governing Neptune and Pisces, it's talking about compassion and selflessness. Um, so uh, if you want to initiate something that is completely selfless, where you don't knowingly, you're not doing it in the knowledge that you will get absolutely anything in return, it is completely for the benefit of someone else, that's 12th house. Okay. Uh, 12th house is the house of endings. You could let go. You could initiate something by letting go of it, Sagittarius, okay? Um, 12th house also talks about the past. You could be focusing on the past, or because you're focusing on the uh, on the past, uh, because of a focus on the past, initiating something from that, or benefiting from uh, your subconscious or your intuition, okay? Um Still very, very, uh, 12th house of Sagittarius is not Scorpio or the 8th house, but it is Pisces. It is another water sign. It is still talking about intuition. I want y'all to, Sag, I want y'all to continue to tap in and let that gut guide you through any murkiness, any darkness. You can't see, you can't hear, you can't, guess what? You got that gut. Let it guide you. And, um... Uh, and make peace with your past, okay? This is a really good, if it's, it's 12th house um, uh, transit for y'all, this lunation, if you want to be more comfortable with issues of your past, resolve, work on resolving issues from your past, this is the new moon to initiate those things. And maybe on your black uh, on your blackboard, your clean slate, Sad, you're writing down, you know, I want to... Make peace with my. I I will make peace with my past. I am so happy and thankful that I am making peace with my past. Okay, and you can also um, take some new initiatives where it uh, regards your subconscious. Okay, Sag, um, facing fears there in the twelfth house and self undoing there in the twelfth house. Don't be afraid to feel sad. It's okay. There's deep healing in these scorpionic waters. Um, for you, you just may have to let go of something. It just may be the end of something, and you just may be behind the scenes doing whatever it is you're doing. All right, y'all. Uh, Monday, uh, the 31st at 9.44 p.m., the moon does go void once it sextiles Mars and it will not enter the next sign of Sagittarius until Tuesday the 1st, okay? Um, in between that time, uh, the sun does try Neptune. So another part of this uh, picture that's being painted for the Scorpio new moon that we've already discussed, okay, of sun trining Neptune, and we're gaining deeper understanding, we're setting goals and focusing on uh, on our dreams and hopes for the future. Um, spirituality and faith uh, come into play, and we gain a more spiritual outlook on life. You know, what, 
what may have to happen to that are born with sun, trying Neptune in their chart, they they come here caring and sensitive, you know, uh, spiritually sensitive and and high ideals, strong and strong morals and high ideals, and they uh, they're they're popular because of their mysteriousness and charisma and kind of the supernatural sense about them. And their friends tend to hold them in high regard uh, because of their Neptunian nature that the sun is trining so easily and effortlessly um, that makes that tends to make these people willing to help out and lend a hand. Some celebrities born with sun trine Neptune in their chart, Muhammad Ali, Angela Davis, Reuben Hurricane Carter, Natalie Cole, Chris Brown, Keisha Knight-Pulliam, and Queen Latifah. Um, so, where is that? Yeah. The moon goes void in Scorpio on Monday night. And then Tuesday, rising 9.43 a.m., uh, the moon finally enters Sag, okay? And to come out of the depths of Scorpio in, into the heights of Sagittarius, it's it may seem a little extreme, you know, deep, dark, mysterious waters of Scorpio, and then the high fire, high-rising fire, passionately intense fire of Sagittarius, okay? And so um, adventurous fire. Uh, so it may there on Tuesday, when you wake up Tuesday rising, it might seem like, a, like what the heck did I just live through while the moon was in Scorpio, you know? So... It'll it'll be uh, we'll be emotionally satisfied to see things from a, a the bigger picture, to see things from a higher perspective, to b- b- think and be positive, and um, to look at things, see things within the context of the bigger picture. That will help. Okay, um, that's Tuesday rising. And then we don't have a lot going on after that until we get to Thursday. Um, We've got 12 minutes left, so I'll get through what I can get through. Um, Thursday, we got a Mercury sextile to Pluto, 12, 10 a.m. Central Time on Thursday, okay? Now, this is a kicker. We've got we've had this alignment of Mercury sextile Pluto twice this year. This will be the second time. The first time was March the fifteenth. Um, next year we'll have it twice in twenty seventeen. Uh, in twenty seventeen we'll have it March the eighth and October twenty eighth. We'll have it another two times. So far we're trending here two times a year, two times a year. In twenty eighteen we'll have it two more times, March the first, October the twenty third. In twenty nineteen we will have it six times. That lets me know that it's going to happen every time we have a Mercury retrograde. It's going to give it twice, three different times a year. That's it. So, you know, I'm mentioning it now just as a FYI, really. So when Mercury sextiles Pluto like it's going to be early, early rising next Thursday, then that's where it's not the Mercury trying to Pluto, but it's still an opportunity for for the interaction between Mercury and Pluto that that talks about 
intense communications and in, in probing thoughts and, you know, um, communicating about mysterious things or occult things or serious things, um, then you see you see where you can take advantage of the opportunity that's being presented, okay? Um, strong intuition. Once again, Pluto governs Scorpio, so the sextile is going to be an oppor- opportunity to access that intuition a little bit more easily and um, and communicate communicate what's coming through intuitively using your Mercury, whether it's you know just speaking to someone and and being that much more powerfully persuasive because what's coming out of you is coming up out that gut. When you say it from your gut, you know what I mean? It carries a different weight. And um, it, can, it can be a little much or scary to people, you know, the, the strong messages. So, um, and, and there's also a magnetism. You know, it's, 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 it's mysterious and it's deep and it's psychological and it's taboo and it's, you know, obsessive and and and. and it can take you over energetically, you know, and it can take others over. So just be mindful of what you're communicating here next, leading up to next week, and um, don't take advantage of anybody. If if you found that you are mentally stronger, more powerful, or exuding more mental power than the person next to you, it's not going to benefit you one bit to try to take advantage of them. Okay, but keep in mind. That under this influence, it could it could flip on you, and uh, um, and somebody could attempt to take advantage of you if they deem you mentally weaker than them. Okay. Uh, under this influence, somebody could you know get one over on you uh, because they will appear with the sextile they could really be dominating and possessive, these lower vibrations of Pluto. But they could appear non-threatening, and they can come off as very convincing. So just, once again, your gut will never steer you wrong. And it's a strong time for that gut to communicate to you. So if anything, you're not going to hear your gut. Let me, let me, I know we don't have but 10 minutes left, but let me, seven minutes, Lord. I know that you will not hear the still, small voice of your gut if you're drowning it out with what they're saying on the radio during the drive to work in the morning, if you're drowning it out with, you know, what's coming on TV on your favorite show this week and what they had to say about it or your favorite commentator, even me. Allow that still small voice to have greater weight and permeate the other voices that aren't so still and aren't so small and are fighting for your attention. Watch out for the distraction right now. It's a sensitive time, y'all. And you want to be able to rely on that intuition. You want to be able to trust your gut. You can't trust your gut when you don't even can't even distinguish your gut from every other voice. 
okay? People who were born with Mercury sextile Pluto, like Nicki Minaj and Forrest Whitaker and Tyrese Gibson and Duke Ellington, these people tend to be deep thinkers, you know, especially on more serious subjects. Uh, these people have probing minds, okay, and and, and likely powerful intuition uh, to uncover truths. To uncover truths, you, you, you know, Sag is a sign that talks about truth, but you got to get through the deep, murky, psychological, taboo, extreme Scorpio waters to get there first. And so people with Mercury sextile Pluto tend to have um, psychic ability, also um, uh, good planning and organizational abilities, and, and therefore these people make good researchers. Um, they make good spies. <laughs> uh, they would do well, uh, you know, in robotics or investigation, Okay. Uh, later on Thursday, 5.35 a.m., the moon does try Uranus, sending it into void status until that evening. So pretty much all Thursday, the moon is void. It enters Capricorn at 10.05 p.m. Central. And so then we're going to, of course, want to get down to business, get down to work, be responsible, be dutiful, be, um, you know, more practical other earth signs. And um, and build something, okay, and reach the summit of that mountain, no matter how, if it takes us 30 years, right? Uh, and then Saturday, we have our final alignment of the week, which is a trine from Venus to Uranus. Uh, it's the last time it's going to happen this year. It's happened twice already, once January the 12th, once August the 1st, and it happens twice next year, September the 18th and December 20th. Um, when Venus trines Uranus, it's going to infuse a little Uranus sudden, unexpected, revitalizing, fresh breakthrough energy um, <clears throat> uh, as, a, as an urge to try something new, okay, especially as it relates to Venusian things, social, romance, you know, Love and money, okay? Um, a new love actually would be possible. Uranus, to me, talks about newness and change. And so it could easily be newness and change in your love and your money. Um, in the week ahead there on Saturday, 1.23 a.m. Central. And um, or and if you're in a, an established relationship, it could just be newness within the relationship, right? A different kind of pleasure or, you know, whatever you guys like about each other, liking it from a new perspective or liking something new together, experiencing something new together, experimenting with something new in the bedroom or in your relationship, okay? Um, and if you're single, the odds are extremely high with this change energy, right? Cutting unexpected things with love and money, it's a good time to be single if you are because you can easily find somebody new much more than any other time. Um, you know, the kinkier, the weirder, the more different and unique under this influence, the better. Um, it'll probably be an exciting relationship if it's a new love, okay, um, but it may not last too long. It may burn out, okay? Um, and And it could be, you know, Everything different is not necessarily good, so 
just be mindful that different and dangerous kind of it's a thin line. Um, once again, electrical impulses and this intuitive time, just trust your gut. Trust your gut. If you're if you're confused or you feel like you can't trust your gut, then you need to get still and quiet so you can hear that small voice that's coming about you. It's kind of, it's always speaking. Can we hear it is the question. Can we sense it? Can we feel it? Feel. Uh, people that were born with Venus trying Uranus in their chart, like Eddie Murphy and Denzel Washington and Barry White and James Earl Jones, um, tend to have a unique and exciting personality, okay? These people have to be around people. They have to socialize. They have to have that new, refreshing, revitalizing infusion of breakthrough energy into their social life constantly. The need for stimulation is high, okay? especially in their social life, um, but uh, in their social life, but even more importantly in their love life. And um, Uranus, is the, Uranus wants freedom, and it, it can be the rebel. So these people may rebel in relationships by way of just not wanting to feel smothered. They want to feel free. They want to feel like they can roam freely about the country. Um, on the 6th, we we have wrapped up our week ahead on the 6th. There is daylight savings time in some parts of the world, so I just thought I'd mention that as well. Um, the show is over, y'all. It went by so fast, as usual. But I'm so happy and thankful that you guys got to join me. Y'all know that you can find anything you need to um, about how to contact me, how to show that astro love um, in the episode information. And I encourage you strongly to Stay connected. Stay connected to Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio. Stay connected to Mama Dada Astrology. Stay connected to myastrologycoach.com, especially under the Learn tab. Um, if you're studying and just want some definitions and insights into different energies, that's an awesome resource and reference, okay? And beyond that, you know, happy rebirthing and happy re-emerging from the ashes like a phoenix and all of that. Happy transformation. I love you. Talk to you next week. Ashe. Peace. Amen. Ra.